Hello, friends, and what is up? I am Daryl Smart, and welcome to Smart Sports Podcast. I hope you've all had a great week so far. I don't like to mix politics and sports, especially on this podcast, but in this week's episode, the two crafts pass. Our guest this week is Melinda Tews Howard, the president of the Delhi Water Dragon swim team. And with the recent budget news of the Delhi Kinsman Pool being among the budget cuts in Norfolk County and subsequently taken off the table, I thought it would be very appropriate to talk to the person who used her persuasive skills at council to tell them how important the Delhi Kinsman Pool is, not just for Delhi, but the entire county. Melinda, it is great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, first off, let's uh, talk a little bit about the Water Dragons. For the listeners that don't really know, uh, your group really is the place for uh, all the competitive swimmers in the county to, to swim in in the summer, and you guys are a really big group. We are. Uh, we start our program, the regular season starts the 1st of July. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually start our triads the last two weeks of June, because that's usually the only time we can get into the Dell High School. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they don't open it up to the public, really, until then. Yeah. So we do our free triads, which we usually do five of them for kids to come out and try it for the first time and um, sign up and do the registration. Nice. And then we run straight through Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays, um, morning and evening practice. Yeah. And... Uh, it runs straight through until August, around the August 16th, 17th, so around the third week of August. So you guys, um, so you guys are hopping all summer. We are. Yeah, we do uh, mini meets on Wednesdays. Some of them are home, some of them are away. Yeah. And uh, a big meet in Delhi, um, usually around the third weekend in July. Yeah. It's an all-day Saturday meet for the swim team. Nice, and uh, I've covered that. I've covered that one over the years, and man, uh, we were talking before the record button. Uh, the place is packed all day long. Yeah, well, it's where we bring in all the outside swim teams. So we swim against Elmer, Woodstock, Strathroy, Dorchester, and Thamesford, nice. and Otterville. Um We used to be a really small team with Otterville. We have now upped our numbers to the point where we surpassed. Dorchester and Elmer, um, and usually Strathroy's for numbers. Wow. We are competitive with Woodstock. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And that says a lot about the sport. And, and again, with the, with the hammerheads constantly growing, and that, that just means you guys are growing as well over the summer. A lot of the hammerhead uh, swimmers, uh, especially the younger ones, have started with our team. Yeah. Um, they want to learn how to swim, they want to have fun, but they don't want a lot of competitiveness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it starts with our team. Like, we keep it the fun end of it. We don't push where you have to buy all the swag. We don't push where you have to attend all the meets. Yeah. You don't have to attend all the practices. Um, we leave it up to the parents and the kids. It really is just um, about getting in the pool, eh? Getting in the pool, spending that hour, and you will watch kids go from swimming next to nothing. Like, the pool's 33 le- uh, meters in length. Mm-hmm. So you'll see four and five-year-olds get in the pool, and they struggle to get from one end of the pool to the other. And by the end of the summer, they're doing four and five laps without stopping. It really is cool to see the progression. 
I, I remember yeah. my my oldest daughter. She's nineteen now. She uh, she took part in the Hammerheads Club and actually swam with the Water Dragons back in when like when she was four or five years old. And I remember seeing her struggling away and not being able to do a length almost. And then basically that's what practices are. They just go back and forth, and it's so amazing to see these kids uh, progress yeah. to a, to a point where they swim the entire hour. Yeah, they do. And Fridays, we can have uh, Fun Friday, so the kids do do a warm-up. So they do, anywhere, depending on their age, one to six lengths of the pool. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the day is, or the rest of the hour is spent uh, doing games. So they may do polo, they may do uh, fish and minnows, or sharks and minnows. Um, yeah. Sometimes they'll do different activities with the board game. But they also learn that you've got to swim and be able to hold your own with a rate because our older kids do get a rate that they have to hold and tread water for a certain amount of time and whatnot. It's all team building skills, but it's also you're working on your own abilities and growth. Yeah. It really is a great summer program. Uh, How long has the water dragons been around for? Um, Well, this year will be 31 years for Dave's invitational. Wow. Already? Yep, um, and I do remember it used to be the Delhi Swim and Dive Club before yeah. it became the Water Dragons. So the actual length that's been around, I couldn't tell you. I know we've been around for at least 31 years. Yeah. So with that said, uh, what are the dragon or what are the Water Dragons, uh, what the, what's the significance to the Water Dragons to this county and, and its young athletes? Um, a lot of the young athletes have started with our team. Yeah. Um, Norfolk, uh, the Simple Reformer has published a story saying about uh, four or five Warhammerheads going for provincial. Yeah. Two of those swimmers have started with the swim team in Delhi and continue to come out to Delhi. Oh, that was my um, that was my story on my site yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It's really neat to see these kids because they started with us and now they, yeah, they swim with the Hammerheads, but their first love was with us and they come mm-hmm. back every year um, and they look at us. They say, it's funny, when they jump in the Delhi pool for the first time that season, they struggle to get two lengths of that 33 meter pool because Simcoe's is only 25. Yeah, that's crazy, eh? So you watch them. It takes them that whole week to actually be able to get that endurance that they had. And it's amazing to see the lengths they reach, but they are able, because we got the length of the pool, they're able to meet their times that when they go to the meets in the winter, they have the endurance to do it. Like they're swimming, some of them are swimming from the 10-year category. They're swimming 12 and under. So they're yeah. swimming up a category. So this pool really is significant to the uh, the county, especially, like you said, the size of it. It's actually a bigger length pool than the rec center in Simcoe. It's, it's longer and yeah. it's wider. We could get seven lanes in Delhi. You can only get five in Simcoe. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. So so this yeah. this pool is a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, and I know the Kinsmen put the pool up there because mm-hmm. they wanted, they closed the swimming hole on Swimming Pool Road. Yep. I so, remember hearing those stories from my daddy. He used to swim there back yep. in the day. Yep. Yep. And so the pool is significant because you've got kids that utilize it. You've got kids always up there. Yeah. It's not promoted. The county does not promote it well enough 
for it to be jam-packed. Yeah. But I know when the kinsmen had it, the stories of my dad and my aunt, it was always the place to be yeah. all summer long. And it was always happening. And I know the kinsmen ran it for the longest time. So mm-hmm. it's all in the management. It's all in the promotion. And if we want to keep the kids out of Big Creek, then we yeah. need a pool for them. Oh, absolutely. And now with that said, uh, let's just look back at the last couple of weeks. And then uh, when word came out that the, that the Delhi Kinsman pool was on the chopping block, uh, what was the first thing that went through your mind personally? Um, no way <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> and this, what are we going to do with the team? Yeah. Because the parents have fought to keep this team going. Like the county dropped the team years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say over 17 years. So uh, how did they drop the, the team? Was it was it a county-run program? It was a county. County took it over as a county-run program, so they yeah. provided the coaching and everything. Yeah. Um, and the pool times, we took it on. The parents took it on because the county said we don't need two teams. We're going to go with just the hammerheads. Um, the summer programs not needed. The parents picked it up, and with it, have kept it going. Wow, and so back then they really didn't grasp the concept that no. you, the two clubs worked hand in hand. Basically, hammerheads no. take the the hammerheads take a, the summer off. So when they take off, they take the summer off. That's where you, these kids are able to continue on with their swimming. Yeah, and actually, the one the one good gentleman that's running the hammerheads now, yeah, um, he actually found out about our team. The year, two years ago, last year, he, him and his son joined our team. Oh, wow. Um, loved the team. Uh, swam with the team all summer. Do the open water swims as well. He uses it as a training tool for the open water swims. Yeah. Um, but he really encouraged the Hammerheads last year to join the team because he said, you will build your endurance much more than they did in Simcoe. Wow, that's incredible. So, uh, and again, just the, the significance of this pool. Yeah. It's a, and, yeah. and it's just not a Delhi thing. This is really a county-wide, uh, this is a real county-wide amenity. And it's being... Yeah, we have, uh, yeah, we have uh, swimmers from uh, Port Dover that come up yeah. and join the team. We've had them from uh, Port Rowan. Langton comes in. Um, Cortland, Walsh. Like we pull from everywhere in the county, Waterford. Yeah. So this is true. This is truly a Norfolk uh, group. This is definitely just not a, a Ward Three or a Delhi group. That's for sure. Nope. What was the reaction among the uh, members of your organization? I know you said over your dead body this is happening, but uh, I take it this was that this was kind of the same reaction among some of the other people in the organization. It was actually funny because I was driving when the first text comes through from one of our parents. Um, and her son swims for the Hammerhead. She posted on my uh, messenger page, Yeah, this is what's going on, this is what we need to do. And I looked at it, read it, and as she's texted to me, I had another mom text it to me, and I got online. It's like, okay, hold on. We've got enough of us here that we can make enough noise. And um, we're talking with the uh, treasurer of the team and the old president or co-chair. Um, we figured out, what we needed to do and put our heads together and got mm-hmm. her done. Nice. And uh, I take it that's where the, uh, the, the petition came into fruition. Oh yes. 
and uh, who came up with that? That was just the group, and you guys thought this was probably the best way to get some traction? That was the um, secretary that come up with that, Yeah. or treasurer. she come up and said we needed a petition, um, and within talking with a couple uh, swimmers that are younger, yeah. they said do it online. So between three or four of them, they came up with what to say, put it online, and away it went. Wow. So again, just real a real team effort on this. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And did you think it would get the traction online that it did? Because <laughs> once it was posted, boy, oh, boy, did it catch like wildfire. Just not only, and again, not just in Delhi, but all over. I, I, I was seeing shares and likes and uh, and comments from uh, friends in Waterford and Dover and Langton. And I, I have friends all over the place, and they, they were all over. We had, I didn't think it would go as far as it did for wildfire, <laughs> but yeah. we had people, um, Hamilton, uh, we have some from the states that used to swim with our team that Jeez, have moved wow. to the states to come back and use the pool when they visit family. Yeah. Um, we actually have one girl. She lives about five hours away, and her family comes down. She visits her grandmother and her aunt down here, and she stays for a week. She's now actually been staying for two just to use the Delhi pool. She swims with her cousins, and her mom said that. Out of all the years that she's been swimming lessons, the Delhi pool is the only one that she's actually learned how to swim. Wow, that's crazy. And they and they live around like lakes and yeah. where they need to know it. So she's like, she's grateful to have them come down, and she she's out fine with them staying two weeks now instead of one. Well, exactly. Yeah. And like I've always said, swimming it's yeah, it's a great recreation or it's a great sport. But to be honest, it's a life skill. It really is, yeah. and I guess that like that's why they do it in grade five. I think they have the mandatory swimming because it really is a life skill. Yes. So, uh, yeah. with the petition catching on like wildfire, yeah. uh, then uh, you got to speak at uh, Norfolk County Council. You had a deposition during the budget uh, during uh, budget deliberations. Uh, what was your game plan going in? Um, just to try and get them to realize that the pool is needed. Yeah. Um, and that taking it out of Delhi would such, uh, ultimately tell you that the rest end of Norfolk is going to walk away from you. Yeah. Um, if they take it from Delhi, what's stopping Delhi from going to Ottawa? Ottawa's got a beautiful little pool. Yeah, they do. Um, Woodstock's got a, again, Woodstock's got a nice one, Tilsonburg. You know what I mean? Yep. Everything yep. within a half and, hour away. Yeah. And why am I going to go to Simcoe when the pool is nine times out of ten closed throughout the summer for maintenance? Yeah. Can go to an indoor pool when I want to go to an outdoor pool. At uh, least Woodstock's got two different outdoor pools that you can utilize. Elmer's yep. got a nice outdoor pool you can utilize. Yeah. And Otterville's really close. So why am I going to go outside of the proximity of half an hour that it's going to take me to get to Simcoe? Well, exactly. Tons of options, right? Yeah. So what was the sense that uh, you and the rest of the Water Dragons Club got after uh, the meeting and after your deposition? Um, I and of course the pool was saved. And of course the pool was saved for you. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The pool was saved for this year. Yeah. Um, the, I didn't, Reading council when I was in there, I knew I had at least three on our side. Yeah. The rest were up in the air. 
Um, but when I got my call saying that it was safe for this year, I got told it was a unanimous across the board. That's awesome. What was so, uh, what was going through your head when you heard that? Uh, disbelief. Really? Yeah, I didn't really think I could pull off a unanimous decision. I thought, <laughs> you know, I would have a couple that would um, literally give me a hard time on it, and yeah. they'll be adamant it needed to close. And to get that unanimous decision was was really good. So in other words, you were really persuasive. <laughs> I must have been. <laughs> I've been told I can't be that. <laughs> so what's next? Uh, just to... As far as the pool is concerned, and uh, the water, well, the water dragons are a big part of that. So I guess the water dragons are a part of this whole plan of uh, just what's next with the pool. Um, well, I know the Hammerheads used the pool the first part of June. They yep. get it. They now have it so that um, they can get in the earlier part of June. That's um, awesome. Which makes it easier for us to get in and do our triads. Yeah. So we're going to really promote the team. We're going to present to county again that, and we've tried for the last two years and they've turned us down, that we have some younger swimmers that don't meet the criteria to be on the team, but they're there, they're watching the siblings in the pool and they want to be in the pool, to utilize one lane mm-hmm. and one, um, a 45-minute lesson for those kids in the pool, yeah. which would give them some more revenue. Um, oh, perfect. They turned us down the last two years. So make sure you that. get them to listen to this podcast because you're explaining <laughs> it to them pretty pretty explicitly. <laughs> We've tried a couple times and it seems to fall on deaf ears, and I'm not 100 percent sure why. Well, that's um, a that might turn into a recreation uh, recreation issue as well. Uh, have you approached yeah. the recreation department at all? We've approached a few different people, mainly for swimming lessons and that. I know we had to go to the head of aquatics. Yeah. And that's who we usually approach. Yeah. Um, but with everything being on the chopping block, and I know it's a lot of students that work at the pool. Yeah. Um, and I do realize that they are college students usually. Yeah. Some are high school. Um, it'd just be nice if they could... You know, possibly keep the pool open later in the summer, like to the end of August. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, because, yeah, it, the summer doesn't end, right? No. And I know the big thing is lighting because yeah. it gets dark so quick. Uh, five years ago, I approached Todd Nectar when he was with the county and we offered um, to get lights for the pool. The team was going to fundraise the money that we needed if the county could come up with half and we had. Um, Zortac Lighting yeah. that was going to donate to the, the cause yeah. and we had um, a gentleman that worked with Hydro that was going to be able to help us out with any pools that we needed. Oh wow, that's <laughs> awesome. And we, had a, we had gotten quotes from Zortac Lighting that we needed that was waterproof and shatterproof for the pool. Low side was 10 grand, high side was 20 grand. We offered to fundraise uh, half of that if the county could stick in half. That's not a lot um, of money. No, and we got told by Todd, nope, ain't happening. We got a quote for 40000 You ain't getting lights. Oh, man, and especially going with a local uh, a local supplier like Zortec. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was just it. We thought, let's utilize our local people, get them yeah. on board, um, and for them to be willing to donate um, 
part of the cost and their labor. Like they were going to donate all the labor to do that. Well, they're the um, ones that did the uh, Quantstam as well. Uh, uh, yeah. Some friends of mine that uh, that work there, and uh, yeah, they they were more than happy to be doing the Quantstam too. Yep, and they just they wanted to do it for the kids. They said anything for the kids. It's for the community. It's for the kids. We will. This is what it would cost you. This is what we're willing to do. Um, and we thought, okay, you know, as a team, even if we had to come up with the ten grand, just give us the, the approval to do it, and we were shot down. Yeah. Oh man. So, so basically, hurdles all around, eh? Yeah, and it's always been hurdles with that pool. Um, yeah. We get the feeling that. They would like to shut it down. We've always had that feeling. Yeah. And we've always pushed that this pool is an essential part of Delhi and is really needed. Well, and again, that, that I'm hoping people really listen to this podcast because right at the beginning of, of the show, you were talking about how significant the pool is to the entire county. It's just not, yeah. it really, and again, and I, I'm not going to get all political <laughs> because people know that I, I did run for council last uh, last election, but uh, it, it it really isn't just a Delhi issue or a ward issue. This is you guys are providing something for the entire county, which is kind of a part of the mandate that uh, the new council uh, really wanted. It, yeah. All about all Norfolk and the Delhi Kinsman Pool is a perfect example of that. So, uh, do you think the the community is going to rally behind this and save the pool for a, for a long period of time? And, and knowing the people of Delhi again and knocking on a lot of doors, uh, there's a lot of pride in the town. There's a lot of pride, and I believe we will be able to get enough people behind us. Yeah. Um, we even reading the comments, we people were just adamant that they're going to use the pool more, that they're going to promote the pool more. Um, just getting the word out. Well, we even, know that it's going to be a big difficulty. Yeah. Well, and I, and again, like you said, uh, kind of thinking outside the box, uh, just using uh, Woodstock, Otterville, and Elmer's pools as an idea, or even uh, some of those uh, public pools in the cities, uh, the rope and all night. If you had, if you had the uh, lights you can have that thing open all well, pretty much all night, especially on those really hot summer day, summer days and summer nights. Uh, I know some pools in the city are open till eleven o'clock at night because yeah. it, it's providing a, a little bit of relief for uh, for the community. Oh yeah, and on those hot days, we've actually been asked if it's all right if they use um, a lane or two of the pool yeah. when we're running lessons as. A cool down center and we have no problem with it like we're not the team is not one to say no it's our pool you're not using it it's you know it's a community pool and we've found more people are interested when they come to watch yeah well and they're probably in awe of the fact that uh, it, it exists and how nice it is to be honest uh, i love that yeah. pool yeah and, yeah. and again uh, just to go along with it there's a splash pad so it's not yeah. as it it's not as if uh, toddlers or infants are not able to take advantage as well. And last year they actually just changed that area so that they can't access the pool yeah. um, from the splash pad, um, but you can access the splash pad without having to come into the pool. And I know how much uh, kids love splash pads. My two-year-old absolutely loves a splash pad. So Yeah. 
Uh, and again, uh, maybe that could be part of the thinking of uh, just kind of utilizing the pool all the time instead of just in the, in different pockets, right? And uh, and again, that kind of falls down on uh, the county and or whoever is going to be taking this over. So going going forward, what kind of need what needs to be done just in the respect of uh, take kind of taking ownership over the pool, like not in, in an actual sense of owning it, but just kind of the day-to-day operations and how do you, how do the, you guys as the water dragons and other community groups kind of come together to, to kind of make this thing work and make it a viable, uh, a viable amenity for the entire County. Um, promote the heck out of it. Yeah. Um, as a team, we started to, um, discuss online different options to help um, come up with money to fund some of the upgrades or some of the things that will be needed coming forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we've gotten some really good ideas. So here within the next couple of weeks, I believe, um, myself and the treasurer and a few of the coaches and whatnot are going to sit down. And since we've got to start hiring our coaches anyways, um, come up with some (laughs) ideas on how we're going to promote whether it be, you know, have a fun Saturday instead of just a fun Friday, how, you know, how yeah. we're going to be able to bring some more people in and um, really not just promote the team, but promote the whole pool. That's perfect. No, and those are excellent ideas. Is there anybody that can contact or anybody that can be the contact point that we can have on the show here? So if a listener does want to get involved, uh, are, would you be a contact point or anybody else? I would be a contact point. Okay. Um, I'm usually the easiest one to get a hold of, as, <laughs> as I don't work at for factories. I yeah. just I work in the school board. So, um, if I can't take the calls, I leave, get a message left, and I usually return the call within a few hours. Very nice. Um, everyone else is usually doing shift work. Yeah. So it's just it used to be a board of five of us running the team. It's now down to two. Oh wow! So, so and again, you need bodies to. To make this thing work. Yeah. So uh, is there a contact uh, number or an email that people can uh, get a hold of you? They can email me um, at K-M-T-E-W-E-S at Outlook.com. That's perfect. Well, thank you very much, Melinda. I really appreciate your time, and I'm glad that I'm, I'm really happy that you were able to tell the story. Uh, and, of course, a lot has been said about the pool and and some people really don't know about it. And I'm, I'm glad that we can get your story and get the Delhi Pools story out in the, in the public just to make them aware of how important it is to uh, our community as a whole. Yeah, and that's, that's our goal is to get it out there. So, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, being on the show. Thank you. Shoutouts. The first shoutout goes out to the Simcoe Sabres Junior Boys Basketball Team. Last weekend, they hosted their annual Junior Sabres shootout and looked great as hosts. The Sabres beat Paris and then watered down in overtime to get to the final. And that's when they ran into a buzzsaw of a team in the form of Salt Fleet. Congratulations on the silver medal winning performance. Next shoutout goes out to Simcoe's Jake Lee. As you saw on Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page this week, Jake, who plays for the Norwich Merchants, scored three goals against the Burford Bulldogs in the last game of the regular season to capture the Provincial Junior Hockey League's goal-scoring title. Congratulations. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for joining us. It really is appreciated. 
make sure to check out the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page for all your local sports news, scores, and more. Also be sure to like and share us so we can continue to grow and make Smart Sports Podcast the place for all things local sports. I am Daryl Smart, and thanks for listening.